When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week, Megan and I are going to be doing a slightly different episode, but still like very much in the same vein of things we've done in the past. We are on Reddit, but this time not doing anything unpopular opinion related, not doing an Am I the A-hole subreddit review. What are we doing today, Megan? Today, we had the idea of going on to the relationship advice subreddit, so that's just relationship underscore advice. And we thought who better to give relationship advice than Sierra and I ourselves. Two chronically single individuals. But we've said it before, and I will say it again. I do think that we give generally pretty good advice. Yeah. And I think that despite our lack of a resume in the relationship (laughs) world, we have some good things to offer. I feel like part of the time is a lot of it is just general communication issues within relationships And obviously, like, I'm sure things get a lot more nuanced when you're within your own situation and it's your own relationship. But having an outsider's perspective, I think, gives you a little bit more clarity. You know what? It's something that I always find interesting. It's This doesn't happen, like, specifically to me, but I see people post this or, like, say it's, like, a red or yellow flag when, like, someone hasn't been in, like, a serious long-term relationship before. And then I'm like, what am I to do about that? Like, what? I honestly, I could talk about this for a long time. Not really. But, like, people act like getting into a relationship is something that any single person can do, like, so easily. Maybe for some people, like, some people do just do that. But I'm like, how much do you actually want to be in a relationship with said person? Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes people don't, like, and if you're in high school, like, you don't necessarily have to take your relationship as, like, the most serious thing in the world. But I don't know. I feel like I would just, like, I'm not in a relationship because I haven't found someone that I care enough about to, like, actually be in a serious relationship with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or I think back to, like, me in high school, and I'm like, thank God she wasn't in a relationship. Like, I don't know if you've ever thought that, but, like, I probably think that about, like, going back every couple years when it's like, I thought I was ready for a relationship at that point in time. Like, I feel like everyone in high school at some point in time is like, oh, like, I'd be ready for a relationship because everyone around me is, like, in a relationship or, like, people, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of people are in relationships in high school. But I'm like... So you're in high school, like, I just feel so different from her that I'm like, oh, she would not have been ready, ready for a relationship. And he's to say I am right now, but... someone is being ready for a relationship? I don't know, Megan. I just feel like it's the vibes. <laughs> I don't know how to, how to clarify that or justify what I'm saying, but I don't know. Um, I was going to say something else, though, but I think I lost my train of thought. So if it comes back to me. We'll jump back to that point. Um, But before we get started with all the relationship advice that we are going to give, it's time that we give our weekly spotlight, and we can update you guys on our podcast photo shoot. Um, My weekly spotlight is definitely, maybe I'll just like mostly say the podcast photo shoot, and we'll go into detail on that. I will say we went back to Des Moines for other stuff too, and all of it is exciting. 
Um, but we're going to be annoying and we're going to be more secretive about some of that. So it's nothing really related to you guys. It's just like more, we're going to stay private until things may or may not come to fruition, but it's like for our personal lives that we might share with you at some point. But good stuff. Hopefully that's not too cryptic or anything. I'm just, it's nothing like you guys need to be excited for. I don't want to get your hopes up, but it was exciting for us. Yeah. Um, that was also, we had a good weekend. It was very school free. I didn't do like anything school related. It was nice. That was nice. Although this week has been not like unnecessarily busy. I just feel like I'm like, I know I have a lot of school stuff I could and should be doing, but I keep coming home and like after long days and not getting done quite as much as I feel like I should be. Um, like there's just like some studying I could do because we have quite a bit of exams and tests next week. But like the motivation is just low, honestly. If I'm being mm-hmm. completely honest with myself, that's probably what's holding me back the most. Yeah. Uh, but jumping to talk about the photo shoot, we've been hyping it up for probably the past month. We finally did the photo shoot. We'll be getting we showed pictures you guys back. the props that we had started getting in the mail in a vlog. So you could kind of start getting the vibe of stuff from there. But I really do think that we kind of nailed it. I think and, we popped off. Um, did exactly what we wanted to. I didn't see a single picture though like from the camera like she never showed us um any of the pictures so I have good feelings about it all I really do and she seemed excited about it but we just have to wait and see um a couple more days until we get pictures back by the time you're listening to this and then it really just depends on how quickly our graphic design person can turn around and get us a podcast cover that we like it could be by the next episode because honestly like other than adding text like there's not too much else I'm looking at for a podcast cover, so maybe the next episode we will have it up, and maybe we'll post like once as soon as we like get things figured out, we might just like change it and not necessarily wait until Thursday. I don't know yet. Yeah, but we're excited. Um, it was nice. Like that was our first, I feel like, actual photo shoot that was like for us and our branding. We've done, I think, a TCT photo shoot that we did like ourselves for a merch drop, and then we also did. One right before we came to college with Maggie and it was like, again, with merch. But like this was like for us, it was our branding and like we were kind of like the creative ones behind. She even said that we were so creative. I know. I was like thinking. Because we were the ones that had like come up with the concept and we like got all the props ourselves basically. And Honestly, I just really like how it worked. Everything came together so nicely. Like we were finishing, you know, setting it up. She had the backdrop down. And I was like, why did we kind of kill this? Like we really it looked did. so good. And also, we can give you guys um, a chaotic, hour-long backstory. The story itself, like, took place within an hour. The story, I'm telling you, won't be an hour long. But our photo shoot was at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. And so I get ready, like, start getting ready around 9. I'm like, oh, we'll kind of, like, leave here around 10 to go to our local uh, grocery store, hy And we'll go get our glass Coke bottles, which is, like, the crux of this photo shoot. Like, obviously, we already have it in our current podcast cover And it's just kind of been the according to vibe. So like that has to continue and it will in an even better way. Like the whole vibe, just like I think we created a vibe versus when we started the podcast and made a cover, we didn't have a vibe in mind. Like it was just, it was unintentional that that picture with the Coke bottle ended up being on the cover. It just was a picture that kind of worked. And now it's really much. We took it and we ran. A part of our brand, which makes sense because it's part of my personal brand anyways. Um, So it makes sense that it kind of just like found its way into the podcast. But anyway, we're at the Hy-Vee. And Maggie and I, we always shop at hy when we're in Iowa City, and whenever we get our canned Coke bottles, the glass Coke bottles are always in that same aisle. So I was like, okay, that's probably the case at this other hy that we were at in Des Moines. 
And we're I scouring see, like, the I aisle. swear I see glass Coke bottles plenty. Like, I know they're yeah. around. I swear I'm always like, oh, I want a glass Coke bottle. Like, whenever I see them, which I feel is often, I'm like, I should get one. But then I don't because it's kind of a lot for just no reason. Anyway, not at this high V. I went to, like, the customer service section. No offense to this girl. She was not very helpful because I, I literally asked her, I was like, do you sell, like, glass Coke bottles here? She didn't look anything up in a computer. She was just like, um, if we did, it would probably be in the pop aisle. I was like, where do you think I freaking looked, girly? I even went to the Mexican aisle because they sometimes sell the Mexican Coke in that aisle. Not there. At this point, it is like 1020 or something. And the photo shoot studio is like 15 minutes away. So I was like, okay, we have time, but we have to split up because we can't both go like we to were one trying place. To we drove up. early. So that's why. We, we were did. trying to look up stores a little bit too, but also like it wasn't that far of a drive to just like go to the stores too. So I was just kind of like, if I am going to try a place like. I'm just going to go try a place. So I went to a Target and Sierra went to Walmart. Um, and I think on the way in, slash like while I was walking around, I was trying to search the Target website to be like, do they have anything in stock? And I was finding no, they did not. And I also was walking around the aisles and I couldn't find anything. So I was like, um, awesome. So Megan texted me and I just like pulled into the Walmart parking lot and she's like, it's not here. So I'm like, oh my God, like it's on me. Like I genuinely, I was like, if it's not here, like what do we do? I genuinely like don't know. Cause I was like, the Coke bottle is like the point of this photo shoot. Like, if we don't have it, what are we doing? And then also, I will say, I was, like, in my car at this point, and I was trying to help Sierra out and look at the Walmart website since we hadn't done that beforehand. Or maybe we did at Hy-Vee, and I was like, okay, it says they have it, but I also was kind of, like, not trusting the website because, I don't know, I was just, like, getting bad vibes. And then, so Sierra's walking around. She's saying that she cannot find it, and I'm looking it up, and I see they have at least, like, the Mexican Cokes in stock. And so I was like, Sierra, they have to have it there go ask for someone. I even gave her like a Z aisle and she's like, Z? I don't, I still know what that means because all the like grocery stuff was like A1, A2, A3, A4, whatever. I was like, where would I even go for Z? Like I don't see any other number besides A, like anywhere. And then whilst I'm texting Sierra this, I'm sitting in my car in the Target parking lot and then my car lurches forward and I was just like, what happened? (laughs) And clearly I was like, well, I didn't, I I wasn't moving. And I can see that a car had backed into me because they backed too far out of their spot. And then I was just kind of like in shock. I think in my mind, I would have, I assumed that they like knew I was in the car, but realistically, like you don't assume people are in their cars in the parking lot. So I kind of like waited a moment to see like if he was going to stop there or if he was like pulling like what somewhere his plan else. Of attack was. Or I was kind of like, is he just driving away? And so I kind of like took a little bit to like get out of the car because I was also just like this is so annoying that this is happening and if I have to stay here and deal with this like it's 8 35 at this point no I need to leave 8 35 was like 10 35 10 35 yeah and so I'm praying I'm like to be honest I was like if there's nothing here like even if there's a little scratch like I'm leaving and maybe people are against that but I did not have time to worry about this so I get out of the car I'm pretty sure what the guy did was he pulled into a kind of different spot but I didn't fully exactly follow where he went so I like was pretty sure I knew what car was his but he just like pulled into a different spot and then like no one came back to talk to me and I looked at the back of our car absolutely nothing on it like no scratch nothing in terms of like oh paint chipped off here couldn't tell at all that a car had hit me so I was like honestly it's a blessing I'm leaving so I did anyway cut back to me at Walmart I was like going to the customer service section there was so many people in front of me though like well, it wasn't so many, but it was, like, three, and they each had, like, their own, like, individual products, I think, like, 
That's where you go to like return stuff or like replace stuff. And so I was like, I just need to know if this Coke is here. So Megan's like, just go like look somewhere else. And so I'm, I had checked the pop aisle. I had checked the Mexican aisle at this uh, Walmart. I'm walking like past this like drink like shelf, I guess that's close to the, no, I don't know. It didn't have any numbers on it. Z4 perhaps. Um, by the self-checkout. And what do I see? The last thing on this freaking shelf is some glass Coke bottles. And then I was like, what? Do I, like, I don't have a basket or anything. So I'm like, how many should I get? Megan's like, four to six. I get six. I'm carrying these glass bottles with like my finger talons. Um, I'm sure that, like the lady, like, you know how they have people at like the self checkout stuff? She probably like saw me carrying those and she was like, oh God, <laughs> like, don't drop that. Um, so I managed to check out, put them all in a plastic bag. And I was like, don't break. And that was that. Also, this is like the main dramatics of the story are over, but we get to the photo shoot studio and we'd never been here before. Yeah. It was pretty easy to find, like no problem. Parking was good. And then at first we're like, I wasn't, I was told where to go within the studio, a but big, it was a large building with like a lot of studios, you guys, like yeah. many studios. And I also like, wasn't told a code to get into the building, which ended up being fine because we were, like, waiting outside for a little bit, but then someone came out and, like, left the door open for us, and so we were able to, like, get in that way. But we had a lot of junk in props to bring up to the studio, a whole table and chair set, and a massage table that did not end up getting used. Um, that was just our PT table, but um, it was quite a sweaty process. Took a couple trips, but when it was all said and done, we really, it, it all came together. Yeah, really I good. think I'm excited I'm so pictures. excited. Yeah, pictures back because I, of course, want to see them myself, but I also just want to, like, um, send them to Maggie. I was pretty excited when I told her we had finished the photo shoot, so excited to send stuff to her. Well, Haley's in the same message, so I'll probably just send it in there. And then we were kind of telling um, our dad about, like, the props that we had gotten and, like, our little setup, but we never – I intended, like, on photo shoot day, like, that I'd be able to get, like, a picture on my phone of just kind of, like, the vibe with, like, the table, but I didn't end up doing that, so. We were running low on time, like – you know, we only had an hour to do a couple different shoes, so whatever. Um, should we give like a book update section? Sure. Okay. So if you guys want like a true book update, we just posted a video on our YouTube channel. It's all the books we've read so far this year. If you want like the real in-depth stuff, but Meg and I just did a Barnes and Noble run this past weekend. Uh, so what books did you end up getting? So I ended up getting Ace Ace of Spades and the Love Hypothesis. Um, the Love Hypothesis has been on my TBR for quite some time now, and I've been meaning to get to it, but I just hadn't yet. Um, and as much as I love romance, I'm going to make myself wait because that's the only romance book I have on deck. I'm going to wait until spring break to bring that book and read it there. Um, and then I also got Ace of Spades. I did read the synopsis of that, and it has really good reviews on Goodreads. Does it have, like, Good um, Girl's Guide vibes or no? I don't know. I can't remember what it is now, but... Okay. It seemed like a good read or a good read when I was reading the synopsis. So I have that. And then I was, cause I was also like, I had other books I was trying to get when I was at, um, that Barnes and Noble, but I like was having a hard time finding books. So I found this one and I was like, okay, this was on my TBR. I'll get it. And then I was trying to find Project Hail Mary when we were there and it said it was in the store when I had looked online, but then I asked someone after searching everywhere, searching, searching everywhere for the book and I found The Martian, and I was like, okay, Project Hail Mary would be right here if it was here. 
or be in the front. And it's not either of those things. It can be tricky to figure out where they put the books. Like, so it's kind of a game. I, but I, I like the game. So I know, I, I do searched too. for a long time before I finally gave in and asked. Um, and they didn't have it. Um, but I have it now because I got it at Target when we got back to Iowa City, like, the next day. So I have it now, and it's probably going to be, I guess I should say what I'm reading now. What I'm reading now is um, a Thursday Murder Club, because Sierra had read that, so I'm reading one of her books, and I'm only, like, a little bit into that one, and then I'm also at the same time reading a book that no one cares about, Crucial Conversations. It's for school. It's not that bad. Like, it's really been if you have okay to learn about, so like, far. conversation and stuff. It's, you know, about as well as But I'm trying to, like, kind of duly read that and get it done by, like, this weekend so I can finish that assignment that's with that book. So it's my first, like, self-help book, um, if you want to call it that. And it will be counting towards my Goodreads goal of the year because it's a book. Um, So I picked up two books at that first Barnes & Noble. I picked up Sharp Objects by Jillian Flynn, and then I also picked up uh, The Hand on the Wall, which is the third book in the Truly Devious series. Finished reading Sharp Objects. That book is freaking weird. I would not recommend it. I don't even like, I'm confused as to why some people like it, but I think they must just have a drastically different style of taste because I was like, it was like one of those like WTF moments of like, what am I reading? Anyways, um, I don't know what I'm going to read next. Oh, I'm reading uh, As Good as Dead right now, which is Megan's book. And then I don't really know the order from here, but I have plenty of books. I have plenty of books from Megan. And then I've been to Barnes & Noble like three times within the last three days. Hook, Light & Singer released March 1st. So where did I go on March 1st? I went to Barnes & Noble and I looked. It was me playing the game of like, oh, is it in new fiction? Is it in the romance section? Is it in book talk? Which it wouldn't really make sense because it's not, you know, it's new. So it wouldn't really be in book talk. But I was like, oh, like the first book was like in book talk. Maybe they just threw it on the table preemptively. I don't know. I like literally do like four different loops of like just going back between these tables. And I was like, and I looked online. It said in stock in the store. So when I go to this girl and I'm like, hey, girly. Um, do you know where Hook, Line, and Sinker by uh, Tessa Bailey is? And she looks online. She's like, oh, like, um, I don't know if she said, like, they don't have it yet or, like, it's not here. I was like, mm, I think Your you website, do. You, just didn't, so, you don't think she knew the actual truth? I don't know. But, like, she looked it up. Anyways, I ended up getting my name put on some sort of list, and they're supposed to call me when they get it, I guess. And it's March 2nd, and guess what they haven't done? So, But I will get that. I'm excited. It's going to be my spring break read. And then that's the only actual book that I'm bringing on spring break. Otherwise, I'm just going to bring my Kindle and get some Kindle Unlimited reads in, which will be good. Whew. What a catch-up. Yeah, that was fun, though. We probably, at this point, since that was 18 minutes of catch-up, we might not get to all of the relationship advice stuff, but we always just like to kind of preemptively get as much as possible. So, do you want to go first or second? I will go second. Okay, shoot, one of mine was deleted. Okay, on to the next one. I actually realized Wait. on mine, if I scrolled down, I had it archived in, like, a comment. I don't know if yours is as well, but I don't know. Well, two of mine have been deleted, so we'll just skip to this one. Uh, do all couples struggle to answer what's for dinner? My boyfriend, 25 male, and I, 24 female, have been dating for four years now, and we are finally moving in together in a couple of months. Time is ticking, and I'm starting to think about some of our differences in a new way, as some may become reveal themselves. That's not proper English. Um, as issues when we're sharing space, the number one thing I'm thinking about is food. For some context, I've been working in the food industry for six years and love it more than anything. I have a real passion for cooking, baking, creating, and trying new things, going out to new places, and feeding other people. I work as a prepped, I work at a prepped meal delivery service, 
where we find our customer base in, in mostly women who order for their families. Discussing this with the other women I work with, I realize they are all essentially in charge of making dinner every night, whether they want to or not. So it's clear, clear I love food. This was true when I first started dating my boyfriend, and it is now. When we first started dating, he was in a bad financial situation, so I never thought poorly of him for barely cooking for himself. He would make simple things like garlic pasta and broccoli or proceed things or, or processed things like boxed mac and cheese. When his finances got a bit better, his eating habits didn't change. This bothered me because we were both vegan at the time, and I knew that it takes a lot of careful planning to get enough essential nutrients every day. He never cared about this and pretty much survived off frozen nuggets and the like, which doesn't make sense because he's care? vegan. Anyway, as a result... Uh, whenever I spent my time at his place or vice versa, I would always be meal planning for both of us and doing the cooking too, but he was in college and was very busy, so it bothered me, but I also had sympathy for his situation as I was also in college. Well, if you're also in college, girly, then the same time constraints apply. Fast forward to now, four years later, my boyfriend graduated a couple months ago. I assumed that he might cook more, but nothing has changed. He says, I eat to stay alive. I still find myself has cooking she ever brought up how much every single cooking habits. She should life. have a crucial conversation with him. Anyway. Yes. Um, what, where am I? Um, I still find myself cooking every single time I come over. Aren't the hosts supposed to provide food? I do when I host. He doesn't meal plan and he barely ever bugs f- or he barely ever buys fresh vegetables and fruits. Every day at like 5 p.m. I ask him if he thought about dinner. He never had any input whatsoever, leaving it com- completely up to me 100% of the time. Uh, I'm going to end it there because that's basically. I kind of hate to say it. this, but it's how I feel. I feel like she's acting like she's his mom and like you can't change him. Like. He's an adult. He's a grown man. If he doesn't care about what he's eating or grocery shopping or dinner planning, like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. I feel like the vibe I'm getting is, like, they have mis- mismatched investments in, like, like the food that care, they're consuming. You care, or at least more than he does. So if you're going to care, like, you have to put the effort in because he clearly doesn't. Like, and he like probably that's been a pattern. It's been a problem. Like, I don't for better know or how worse. much she's communicated with him or not. But True. we simply don't know that. For better or worse, I think, like, you could literally say, should we have, like, McDonald's tonight? And he'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, he just sounds like he is fine with anything. And, like, that's just his prerogative. Whereas you like baking and, you're, like, And cooking. you want him to care. But you can't, like, you can't make him care. Yeah. So, ways around this. Because am I saying you should break up with this guy? You've been dating for four years. Um, so, I don't think that's the logical step. I think... What does crucial conversation say? I feel like maybe a better approach would be, because if you want help divvying up the work, I don't think it's too much. I think you're probably still going to have the onus of like the planning and preparation. If I'm being honest, like you could try and ask him to help out, but I just don't know if that's realistic. But what is a more realistic ask in a relationship, I think, is if you say it would mean a lot of, mean a lot to me if you spent more time with me, like we could do that when we're cooking. You could help me cook in the kitchen. I have the recipe pulled up. We'll do it together. And then you can help, like, help out in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. that would mean a lot to me. Because they should, if they're in a relationship, like, they should care about how you feel. Or just, like, if you're moving like in together, like, he is responsible, like, for cooking for himself, you know? Like, that shouldn't be only, like, your thing. I just think that she might be responsible for doing the planning of the meals. Because if she doesn't, and he could he'll be responsible probably... for something else. Find something that could be placed on him. Yeah. Maybe, like, you guys do sort of a trade-off where, like, you hate doing yard work and stuff. I don't know if you live in a house, but maybe that's more his thing and the cooking is more your thing. Not to be sexist and stereotypical, but I just know I personally would rather do meals and stuff than yard work. So that's what I would pick to do. And then you have to see that as a trade-off and not him like lacking in one area. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. Otherwise, I just think, like, a good conversation about, like, what specifically bothers you. Because I don't think, like, I don't think it bothers you that, like, maybe it does, but, like, he doesn't know that he wants to eat. Like, that's a pretty common thing. Like, I don't know what I want to eat half the time. Um, And you just seem like she's really, like, she knows what she wants. She likes to do the meal prepping and stuff. Maybe if you, like, uh, maybe if you guys meal prep together, meal plan together, then at least that gives him some direction of, like, what to make and when to make it. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Okay. My post is, he doesn't post about me on social media. I, 28-year-old female, have been with my boyfriend, 32-year-old male, for about 10 months now. I've recently moved in with him, and things are going really well. We're very much in love. Don't ask me why, boredom more than anything, but the other evening I decided to be funny to scroll all the way back to the beginning of his Twitter and laugh at his early posts. Turns out oh, no. he was quite active on social media in 2014, so lots to laugh about. However, lots of posts about women, uh, ones about him crushing on celebrities I have no issue with. To a certain extent, I have, I have I can't have an issue with any of it since it was like seven years before we met. But seeing him gush about an ex-girlfriend when they were together or talk about how into others he was when going on dates, etc., has given me a little pang of jealousy. He never posted anything mushy about me at all. Granted he's, granted, he's not as active on social media as he was back then, but I can't help but feel a bit offended that he doesn't feel the need to tell the world about how much he loves me when he clearly used to do that for others. Girl, you need to let it go. We all posted stuff on social media when we were in like middle school and high school that we would not post now. I agree. And like, I thought she was going to say like she found like really like racist or like sexist stuff that he posted so that was a relief to me that it's just like oh he posted like all these girls he liked when he was dating them seven years is a long time I see stuff I posted seven years ago and I'm like I really posted that so it's just probably like not not his in his thing. nature to do that anymore so I wouldn't worry about it okay hello one of the responses to that is to people or like that's similar to what we were saying People change and grow over time. My favorite thing about Facebook is memories, so I can delete every cringe thing I ever said. Mm-hmm. Which that tends to be, like, 99% of the time. I don't check my Facebook memories often because, like, I have to actually go and, like, do that most of the time. Um, but 99% of the time, I just delete that because whatever I said does not need to be on the internet, <laughs> internet anymore. It's just so annoying, and I can't even, like, how do I can't even believe I posted some stuff. Like, it wasn't crazy. It was just dumb. Or, like, literally no one cares. Yeah. Okay. Any thought in my head that would just like pop in, pop your, like, in that I'd post Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. My 28 male girlfriend, 26 female, um, uses Photoshop on every picture she sends to me and things I don't know. She's upset I don't post more pictures of us. Okay. Ever since we started dating, I've noticed that my girlfriend looks really good in pictures. And I mean, really good. She looks thinner, her face is slightly slimmer, her nose is smaller. She has zero blemishes. She looks tanner. At first, I was like, dang, she's really photogenic. But after a while, I realized that she edits most, almost every single picture. Whenever I try to take a picture of us on my phone, she will insist that she take it on her phone instead. I don't think I've ever once in two years taken a picture of us on my phone. She'll usually, she'll usually send it to me from her phone a few hours later. It's always a great picture of her where she looks thinner, tanner, etc. Whenever she sends me selfies or even nudes, uh, just over text or something to brighten up my day, uh, it's pretty clear that she edits them. I love that she sends me pictures, but I hate that she feels that she has to edit them, um, even if they're only for me. I have an Android, and when I save pictures she sends me to my phone, I can see the file name. Facetune, a picture editing app, is always in the file name. She has an iPhone and does not see the file name when she sends them. Um, That's interesting. I've never thought about that. It's not that the editing is super obvious or anything. I think literally, I think likely her closest friends would be able to 
would be able to tell, but I can only see it. I think he means wouldn't be able to tell, uh, but I can only see it so clearly because I'm around her all the time. She edits them pretty naturally, but it's obvious to me that she edits a lot. I hate to put it this way, but if we're being blatantly literal, she looks about 25% hotter in pictures because of this editing. My girlfriend is stunning. She is seriously gorgeous, truly the most beautiful woman in the world in my eyes, but I can tell the pic- but I can tell the photos are not her. It's just simply Why not how she, she looks. Why is saying the same thing over and over? Right? Anyway, that's we get basically it. the gist. Um, he has a TLDR at the end, so. Do you know what that means? I do know it, what it means, but I don't. Like, you know what its purpose is, but you don't know what yeah. it stands for? Hold on, I probably know what it stands for. Um, I'd have to take a minute. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Okay. Too long, didn't read. The short version. Okay. What do you think? Um, I feel like, how long did he say they've been dating? Did he say? Uh, two years. I yeah. feel like, once again, and this is, in books, this is my least favorite trope, you guys. Communication, I think, would go a long way in this case. I think, honestly, more so than, like, it's something that he can bring up, but this is definitely, like, a her issue. Yeah. And, like, nothing to do with your relationship. And it's also, I feel like there's definitely a lot of people that, like, once they start using apps or um, if they, like, develop body dysmorphia, like, it's also, like, more of, like, a mental thing, too. Maybe outside help is necessary. I don't know. But I think that you should start the conversation. You clearly, like, not that she, like, would end up gaslighting you or anything. And, like, I don't think that you're, I don't think this is a gaslighting situation. But you clearly can say, like, I know and, like, I know you're lying to me if you were to, like, claim that this is not Facetune because I know it is. And I think that we should get you some help if you think you need it or whatever. Yeah. I think literally, like, the fact that you can see that you can save it as Facetune is probably, like, the best way he could bring it up. I like that we're talking as if, like, these people are listening, but whatever. Because um, if you were to just, like, bring it up, she'd probably be like, why do you think that I'm Facetuning? Like, you don't think I look like that. If he can bring up that he's like, when I save it, I can see that it says... Facetune, so I know you're editing the pictures in some way, shape, or form. Why do you feel the need to do that when you send a picture to like just me? And even just starting off that small, because like there's a ton of reasons you could say like, oh, like if I'm posting on Instagram, like you know, I don't want thousands of people to like see what I actually like, you know. But if it's just to him, I think that even shows how much more of like a mental thing it is probably to her. And so yeah, I would think that she probably like should see some sort of like therapist. Because she probably just struggles with, like, body image issues and stuff. And that's probably nothing that, like, her boyfriend could single-handedly fix. Like, you going on and saying how beautiful she was 20 times in that paragraph probably is not going to mean anything. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, okay. Here's my next one. This one says, I couldn't pursue a relationship because of distance. Advice, thoughts. So, the beginning of this I read and I was like, okay. I met this girl online one and a half years ago. We hit, we hit it off as friends, just friends. We live across the country from each other, and we're both in university. We've been strictly emailing each other for the past one and a half years. Who emails? That was my first thought when I read this. Never seen each other's faces, never talked on the phone. How do they Never meet? FaceTimed. Um, Red flags all around. That's what I thought. I was like, this is catfish if I've ever seen it. And he doesn't say it. Like, he doesn't say anything about catfishing in this, but I'm just like, people still communicate in this way. And per- I don't know if they were purposely avoiding or what. And, like, why was emailing the communication of choice? I do not know. I- Maybe they're saying email. Like, when dad says email, he means text. 
I doubt it, but I don't think so. We'd flirt from time to time, joking about dating and relationships, but mainly we developed a close friendship, which he put in bold, where we talk about our lives, schools, our families, and encourage each other. I recently started developing some pretty strong feelings for her, but I knew we could never pursue something over long distance because of our academic paths. What? I knew I needed to distance myself from the friendship to avoid further pain slash expectation for myself. I confessed my, at that point, strong feelings for her and told her that we should talk less or take a break so that I could work through my feelings or if she would be uncomfortable, we could um, cut contact altogether. Note, the only reason I confessed my feelings was to give her context as to why I was suddenly wanting to talk less. To my surprise, she reciprocated and asked if we could attempt long distance. I declined because I was very certain that although long distance was fine for friendship, it wouldn't be for a romantic relationship. She was upset. I was upset. Ultimately, we said our final goodbyes so that we could both move on. I feel like I've let her on and hurt her. I feel terrible. I don't know um, how to live with this. What should I have really done in this situation? And what would you have done? Here's what you should have done is you should have seen, talked to, video chatted this person at literally any point in time. A year and a half. Like there's literally no excuse. Second of all, you can do long distance relationships if you want to. Like if you really want to, there's not like he said like they're academic paths. I don't even know what that means. Like, worse you do, you try, and then it fails, and then you're doing what you're doing now, and you're not talking anymore. Yeah, I kind of, I know there's people who have, like, an aversion to, like, a long-distance relationship and who really, like, would not do it, but you didn't purposely seek out this, like, long-distance relationship. I think if it like, falls it into your lap. And then yeah. therefore people kind of decide if that's a situation they're in, then they're like, okay, I'll give it a go. You didn't want to, so you did not. Even though you had feelings for this person, I still think the whole like I still think like red flags. You know why we're still, you know that's my in the back of my mind right now. Actually, it's in the forefront of my mind. But pretend like you have. If this was like a normal conversation, like these people had spoken, like video chatted, Facetimed, you know, talked on the phone. If it was that situation, then I would have been like probably like meet each other or something would be a good idea i don't think you should probably like date someone you haven't physically met that's just my opinion um but then if you meet and you still head it off i think doing long distance would have been a fine route to go weird Hmm. every time you watch like those catfish shows you're just like oh my god you're literally like how did you end up how did you possibly get yourself i always feel like those people are just like subconsciously in denial if someone keeps saying over and over like you like say you have something set up and then like something happens where it doesn't work out and it keeps happening something is wrong Mm -hmm. like it's the 21st century it is not hard to prove that you are who you say you are yeah okay um this next one i have is very short and just requires our quick thoughts um this person said i got my girlfriend a promise ring and she thinks it's childish for context he is 30, or he is 27, and she is 30. Sorry, I was prepping for my next one, so I did not hear what you said. This guy got his girlfriend a promise ring. He's 27, she is 30, and she thinks it's childish. Seems like a simple thing to work through. Not gonna lie, if I was 30 and someone gave me a promise ring, though, I'd be like, what about an engagement Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. How long have they been dating? I don't know. It's a really short thing. But, like, I'd kind of be like, what are we doing? Yeah. 
like promise for what two years from now like what are we doing and honestly like here's my thought on this too like given the age that they're at and then also like it's not that long to think like two years after dating someone at that age like a proposal is okay you know Mm -hmm. perfectly fine how long how early on right how early on did he get this promise ring where i'd be like we just started because i'm imagining like if it's anything less than a year i'd be like we've been dating like not to say you can't know within a year but like i'd, I'd be like, like promise they're like just wait a year and we can get engaged yeah mm, or like if you're talking about it anyways like talking about engagement getting married the promise is implied you know like save some money give it towards the engagement ring <laughs> like i just i i would be kind of weirded out just like i'd be like why I don't even really like when people in high school do it, but that's just my personal opinion. That's all I have on that one. Okay. Um, am I wrong to be upset I'm not invited to my boyfriend's best friend's wedding? I've been with my boyfriend for coming up on five years. He has a best friend who I get along well with. The best friend was married previously, and I got on with his ex-wife as well. Not super close, but we went on several... On a couple of double dates, they separated within a month. He was dating someone, and within a month, he was dating someone else. I've met her twice, and all was good. Fast forward a year, and they're getting married this summer. Tonight, I asked my boyfriend how their wedding plans are going, and he said they're doing a courthouse thing, and then the reception is going to be a small and casual um, situation. Think bar. I asked if I was invited, and he said no. They told they had told him only plus ones if you're married. I'm really hurt and insulted. I understand they want a small reception. I understand I'm not close to the bride. Not even close, close to the groom, but we've had a lot of fun times together, and he confided in me a lot during his divorce. I'm. It's not about that, though. It's that I feel I'm not viewed as an important or valued significant other to be invited along, said my boyfriend, because I'm not his wife, despite the fact that we've been together for five years. This is tough, because I do feel like I think she's, like, got a valid reason to be upset. What's If it's, like, a bar, like, Loki, you could just go, but... <laughs> I understand how that would probably bring up uh, points of contention among the crowd. I also feel like it's interesting. Like, let's say they had just, like, a blanket rule of, like, like, did the did her boyfriend actually ask, or was it just, like, something said somewhere, like, only plus ones if you're mm, married? That's a good point. Could he get, like, could he just reach out and be like, even, like, you you don't want my girlfriend there? Like, even Genevieve over here can't come? Um, But we don't have that information. Because I do think she's... Showing that they're, like, you would think close enough if this guy is his best friend. Like, he could, you'd think, bring his girlfriend to five years. But mm-hmm. maybe your rule's a rule, and they don't. Yeah. Hard to judge without the full context of the situation. Like, how many people are going to be there? Is it, like, really, really small where it's, like, it's, like, literally, like, five of us, girly, like, don't worry about it? Or is it, like, I don't know. I think she does have a reason to be, like, upset, you know? I think... It makes sense to be upset if you're like, oh, but we have so much fun and I, yeah. Okay. Husband and I are not on the same page. That's what this one is called. So I'm looking for some advice to reapproach my husband to go to marriage counseling. It's more related to my child and parenting. My husband and I are not on the same page when it comes to parenting, which isn't good because the doctors think my son might be on the spectrum. Very high functioning, growing out of symptoms. I have brought up marriage counseling in the past to help us improve communication we did separate counseling instead. He stopped counseling because I mentioned that I talked to my counselor about certain aspects of our marriage to help me. Immediately finding out this, immediately finding this out, he said he wasn't going anymore, and I still don't understand why. 
We aren't perfect, and counseling is a great opportunity to vent and help get advice. Uh, I know it's the right thing to do for our son to get marriage counseling. I'm struggling on how to approach the situation again. I think what's hard is whether some people want to, like, think it's taboo or not. Like, clearly, I feel like your husband does it's still stigmatized. Yeah. I feel like he has internalized to himself, like, I know he said he, like, I know he tried going to therapy, but I think it didn't take a very large excuse for him to decide, like, I'm not going anymore, and I don't want to go to, like, marriage counseling. So I think that that needs to be addressed first. I don't think your husband's being inherently, like, bad or rude. You didn't really imply that in this situation. I just think that... It might be something he's uncomfortable with. Yeah. And, like, who knows for what reason. It could just be because of stigmatization. could be because he doesn't want to talk about things, like, in his life. Or, like, he doesn't know how to bring up, like, feelings and stuff. And I do think when you are two people that have, like, disagreements, it is sometimes easier to bring in, like, that third-party person to help everyone's position be heard. But if he – I do think, like, if he's not going to agree to therapy or counseling, then communication of some, like, sort needs to take place between the two of you and your disagreements with parenting. So whether that's in marriage counseling or not – He could read crucial conversations. You could both read crucial conversations and then figure out how to have a really good conversation about going to counseling. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm still in the middle of, like, I'm towards the beginning of this book. I'm only, like, 70 pages in crucial conversations. And it's, I read this stuff, and I get what they're saying, but I also, sometimes I'm reading it, and I'm like, you can't always control how the other person's acting. And, like, they've kind of addressed that a little bit in the book of, like, you can only control yourself. But I sometimes was like, but you're, but you're, you can't control other people. And they're, I think their theory is, like, if you can have a really good crucial conversation, you can deal with anyone and anyone's response. But in my mind, I just think, like, there's some people who, like, you know, I just don't see that happening with. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, I also would kind of re-approach the idea of, like, okay, you didn't want to do couples counseling. We tried doing it separately. You still didn't like that. I would like to do one of these options if we had to go back to doing one or the other, which one would you still like to do? That's good. Then maybe he would say, okay, like, whatever, let's try couples. Like, the first one didn't work. Or, like, maybe, like, I think, obviously, like, it's an ultimatum, which not everyone's going to like. But you're still giving them the option. And and Crucial Conversations says that the worst thing you can do is avoid the conflict because then the in-between time of not dealing with it that's when people get mad that's when people yeah, get it's angry the rumination that's when and like resentment period fester and build up and, and get that's worse. worse than the actual conflict itself um I'm learning a lot good it's gonna really prepare us for these advice podcasts that we do in the future but yeah it's a tough one but hopefully i literally ask these people are listening they're not listening hopefully you guys if you're having like similar situations you know hopefully this helps someone out Okay, my next one. Thinking about um, a breakup, but terrified to do it. So it says, I'm in my 30s, was single for six years after a nasty breakup, and finally allowed myself to seriously get involved with someone else. A bunch of things have happened in two months. I know very early, but I'm so rusty at this, so I don't know if my thoughts are reasonable or not. So to start, I was was a solitary single guy. I didn't date people much, didn't hook up with people, didn't talk to women, but was very okay with it. I met her, and we actually have a scary amount of things in common, which is why I actually pulled the trigger um, after starting our relationship or for, to start a relationship for the first time in six years. It really felt good. We lived four hours apart. We met on TikTok. Don't judge, LOL. We what? We met on TikTok. Oh. 
Um, I've seen people talking about that. And, like, unless you are a creator, I don't get how that works. I agree. Like, and anyways. Um, I have a fast-growing, well-edited outdoor travel slash... Oh, he is. Uh, he has, he's someone that has a following of something. Who is he? I don't know. I have a fast... If this sounds familiar to, to a TikToker, you know, this could be them. I have a fast... They're 30-year-old female... Or 30-year-old male. I have a fast-growing, well-edited outdoor travel slash adventure-themed page that a lot of women connected with. So 93% of my following is women. She was one. Creating thought he was hot. Creating that content is extremely fun for me, and I put a lot of work into it. She's genuinely very kind and a lot of fun, and we flow very well together. But a few weeks in, she started doing things like overanalyzing every comment I received on my, re- on my content and my responses to them. Asking if I ever hooked up with my followers. I never did. Keeping tabs on who I started following. Being upset if they were women. I actually unfollowed a bunch to make her co- more comfortable for some reason. Um, she actually full-on broke up with me one night. And after I hung up, she immediately called back saying she didn't really want to. I was extremely confused by it and wasn't sure what was happening. A few hours later, she texted me, which I ignored for a few hours for my own mental health. But then responded. She hadn't been able to let go of the fact that I didn't respond to her. She says I should care. I should have cared enough about her to respond. Um... The entire day, I felt horrible and texted. Hold on. Almost like a few hour, a few hours of mental recovery period wasn't important um, as to her to not as her not being adorned. It led to another argument when I said we should probably stop contacting each other. The entire day, that, I felt horrible. That way to break up is so funny. The entire day, I felt horrible and texted her later to say I was sorry. We began talking again. Um, then she stated she thought. I was, it was weird. I never posted her on social media. So I did on Instagram. Someone DM'd me asking if that was my girlfriend. I told my girlfriend about it and she demanded to know who it was, looked for her and was mad when she found I had replied to that woman's comment on a video of mine from six months ago. To finish up, currently she's in an apologetic state. I'm trying to be understanding, but it's hard. It's only been two months. I care, I care for her, but this is a lot. Um, she's locked into the state she lives in. I'm not. And like mobility, she has a kid. I don't, I like her, but I feel very confused. Um, so they're just trying to gain some insight. My insight for you is you're only two months into this. Cut your losses. <laughs> you could get out. And like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if it's this early on our relationship, this is when it should be the easiest. Like the easiest part of the relationship should be the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I think so. It's like the honeymoon stage. So it's like. It should be like rainbows and butterflies. Like you haven't come across all the problems that you're going to encounter, which eventually, the more time you have invested, and depending on the problems, you're willing to work through them. We're only two months. Sounds kind of crazy. So like, I just wouldn't worry about it. Um, I was also gonna say like something that annoyed me, as a you know fellow content creator. Sometimes you get you know weird, strange comments, and so like the idea of someone like coming to me and being mad about like what someone else commented on like my stuff, I'd be like, what do you mean to do about it? So that, I was like, that's weird for her to get mad at you for the comments that women leave on your page. Like, what are you supposed to do? Block people? I don't know. Okay. Next one I have. Um, my 25 female boyfriend, 24 male, believes every girl he is with will eventually cheat on him. Granted, every girl he has been with has cheated on him. So I understand where he's coming from. But I'm not like that, and I personally hate hookup culture. I truly care for him, and I love his personality so much. We mesh together so well, and I can see us being long-term, but I don't know what to do with his paranoia slash trauma. It isn't my job to fix, and I understand I can't heal um, his wounds. So last night, he got off work late at night, and I kept my ringer on to answer his call at 1 a.m., 
but I was drinking with family and was pretty knocked out, so I was having a hard time staying awake uh, from this first second of the call. I started humming to try and keep myself awake, and somehow in his mind it translated to someone being there, pleasuring me. He asked questions that I was not in the mood to answer, and his paranoid questions, um, or I don't know, he asked questions that I was not in the mood to answer, his paranoid questions that he wasn't going to believe anyways, because he wasn't there to see with his own eyes that he was wrong. So we hung up. I was, or I, with a clear conscience, just went straight back to sleep. Uh, close to 6 a.m. when I woke up, I decided that maybe telling him calmly that I am not unfaithful wasn't enough to convince him. So I sent a long message saying that he is being selfish while I am visiting my family, kind of trying to give a text slap to the face to get him out of that mindset. But now it's almost 3 p.m. I haven't heard a single thing from him. What's the appropriate way to deal with a person who is paranoid in a relationship? I understand that no one is perfect, so I'm willing to give my best shot at us. Um, my advice to her is that he seems like he has his own issues, which she's already acknowledged and said that she knows she can't fix. So all you can do is communicate to him to the best of your ability, like that he is paranoid or I don't know a better way to phrase that, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe someone really wouldn't like you coming up to them and saying, like, you have some issues you need to work on and then, like, come back and talk to me or something. But, like, I don't know. That's how I... It makes you feel better. Pretty much everyone in the comments is saying that he, like, needs to go to therapy. Yeah. Which, like, because it is, like, you recognize it's his issue and he probably, like, if he really thought about it, like, recognize. Not that it's his fault that, like, he's been cheated on, but, like, that trauma that he brings into this relationship is his, like, you know, package to carry. Yeah. I was like, package, baggage? That's his baggage to carry. And if he wants to, like, figure out how can I be a better partner to my significant other, I need to figure out a way that I am going to, like, unpack all this baggage and, like, figure it out so I don't... Um, Drag it along with me. Yeah, or, like, uh, what's the word? Allow it to for? cause problems and permeate. Project this onto, like... He doesn't want it to project onto you because it shouldn't project onto you since you're a new person. You said that, like, you're um, a faithful individual who, like, wouldn't cheat on him. And so there's nothing, like, you can do but just, like, not cheat on him, you know? That's literally all you can do. And so he has to work through things on his end to kind of get, like, out of that paranoid mindset, which would probably be best done through therapy. Okay. My next one is I want to have a healthy relationship, but I'm a doormat. What? (laughs) They're Um, boring or what? He said, I'm afraid to get confrontational with people or start arguments because I don't want to get beat up or get my feelings hurt. There are times when I need to stand up for myself or other people, but I don't think of myself. Or I think to myself, that guy is bigger than stronger than me. I hate this about myself. Oh, it's just like a general, like, not like relationship. Well, then it says, other. when it comes to women, I really express my feelings to them. I also don't really disagree with women because I want them to like me. I don't disagree with most people in general for that reason, but in my life... Um, but people in my life tell me I need to be assertive, but I don't know how to be. Mm. This is a good one. I think, I mean, I personally, and probably a lot of people can relate to, like, not wanting to be disliked. So you keep either, like, your but polarizing comes, opinions to yourself or, like, if someone says something you disagree with, you don't, like, bring up your opinion. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. like, cool thought. But clearly it's coming at a cost to you just, like, being able to be yourself in this extreme of a circumstance. And also, like, you should realize the people you're talking to they're being honest about themselves and, like, their own thoughts and opinions. So either, A, they feel, like, comfortable enough to share that with you, so you should probably try and, like, feel the same. Even if, like, plenty of people 
are friends or like have relationships with people that they disagree with. I think it's just about the way that you communicate those disagreements and like to what level the disagreement matters. Um, how to be more assertive. I mean, I wouldn't personally call myself an assertive individual, but I think just like sticking firm in your own beliefs and like maybe speaking up when you normally like wouldn't have spoken up about those quote unquote like more disagreeable or like polarizing topics. Cause like, I know he mentioned, um, he doesn't want to like bring that up because he wants people to like him. One, people tend to respect, people tend to like people that they respect and people respect people who are honest and like forthcoming with their own thoughts, even if they do disagree with them. So I think it's like, obviously easier said than done. I recognize that, but I think just like recognizing, first of all, if you're not like totally honest and someone likes you, they don't really like, like you. Yeah. They like that you're a sound box for like everything they just said. And I also think that if you're not as expressive with your opinions, people aren't really going to feel like they're getting to know you that well. So like you might probably not not be interested to have a conversation with if you're not like super deep contributing. Yeah. So I think that it's just all around in your best interest to start slowly but surely voicing your thoughts and opinions. Um, You don't have to be assertive in like a rude or overbearing way, but stick up for yourself when you need to and share your thoughts. Or like let's even put this in like a first date context. Let's say you do go on a date with someone. They have opinions. You have opinions. Usually they're like mesh. And it's just a good conversation. Or like let's say they don't mesh. Then you don't have to go on another date with them. Well, yeah. Like you don't have to have people like like you. you. You can have your standards too. Yeah. I always think that sometimes people forget that. Yeah, like, you want this person like to like you, couple, but you also, like, A couple weeks ago when like I was like, person. you should be on a dating app. You should think you are the, like, best possible person you, people could be out here dating right now because you're like, my opinions are my opinions. I like my opinions because I am who I am. And people should really like me. Obviously, not everyone is going to, but that's how you should think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one. This one's a good one. My 22 male spouse, 23 female, has made a new male best friend, and it's getting the best of me. I don't really know where to begin. I'm at a point where I flip-flop between feeling insane and totally justified. Uh, My wife has made a close opposite-sex friend at work. She Snapchats him constantly, FaceTimes him three to five times per week, goes out to coffee slash lunch with him. He has made little to no effort to be friends with me. While he does go through the motions and invites me to some of their activities, it's like I'm not even there. They have such a specific banter that I don't even feel like I can keep up with or participate in. On the outside, it appears the two of them have much more fun and in common than my wife and I. They have spent a lot of alone time together, which has at least been limited now that we decided solo movie nights are out of the question, but they still seem virtually inseparable. A couple of things that have put me over the edge. Uh, My wife laying in bed with me, and she randomly says, I miss Nate so much. I have withdrawals from uh, from all of our gossiping. A few days later, he FaceTimes her to get a ride to work related or get to get a ride to a work related event. He doesn't know I'm sitting right next to her and literally starts talking to her in a baby voice. The only time I ever talked to someone in that way was when I was in a relationship with him. She also made the comment that he was one of the only things that make her life bearable. I'm very uncomfortable with the entire dynamic. I continue to voice my discomfort, but I know that most of that will happen. Or I know that the most that will happen. It's a few superficial boundaries, like no movie nights alone, but still hanging out alone in every other way. 
I feel like with the amount of communication he has given to his wife, she's kind of not really respecting his comfort level. And I know some people are like, they're just, like some people might be like, they're just friends. Have you never had like an opposite sex friend? And to be honest, I've never had like a guy that like, I was like very good friends with just like me and him were really good friends. And I feel like most of the time people have like more of like a group scenario where mm-hmm. like that's the case. And then that makes everyone feel more comfortable. Like besides like maybe like one off, like every once in a while going and doing something with the I think it's different. Buddy. But when it's like this, like, I don't know. Some people really probably hate what I'm saying right now because some people are just like, it's just a friendship. But I no, I think it's weird. I see this and I'm like, or I hear what you said. And I'm just like, she's in my mind crossing boundaries. Yeah. It just depends on where you draw that line. I want to say, I think like there's a difference between like friends that you have before you're in a relationship versus like friends that you like make after you're in a relationship. Like if she had like a really close guy friend before she entered into a relationship, I feel like that would potentially be different. Not necessarily like all the things that they're, that they're doing, but like, you know what I mean? If you're friends with a guy before you get into a relationship, you, I wouldn't like if I, let's say I was friends with a guy, I got into a relationship that wasn't with said guy and then my new boyfriend was like, I don't like you hanging out with him. I'd be like, who are you to say that I can't hang out with my bestie of like three years? You know what I mean? But this is a new friendship. She's been married. So I feel like it's weird that she's like seeking out this guy individually to like hang out with instead of her husband who's already there. Yeah. And like who should be like her favorite person to like hang out with in theory. Yeah. In theory, that's what you'd expect. And... I will not say that she is for sure cheating, but it definitely sounds like emotionally she's very invested in him, which could be considered emotional cheating, if you will. I feel like I am good. I don't know if you have any other ones that you wanted to. Um, Let me look at the last two that I have. Uh, no, we can go without. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode um if you liked this episode style let us know we could potentially do more if you want some more single people giving relationship advice um also let us know if we said anything that you guys agree or disagree with or if you have like your own advice that you would personally give to these people because you know they're listening or going to go on our instagram yes um otherwise we will talk to you guys next thursday bye Bye.